Welcome to the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, a show where we try to help you learn really interesting things in a fun and entertaining manner at our expense. <laughs> mostly mine. Most last one. <laughs> mostly Andy's. <laughs> I am Davo, the master of ceremonies, the uh, the trivia guru, the uh, Maharaja of Minutia. Yeah, you like that one? <laughs> Dude, that's that's nice. nice. Thank you. Uh, we have Andy back with us. Hey, everybody. We're super happy to have Andy back. He makes for a great uh, trivia companion. Uh, he's getting better, and we're happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> we figure five or six more shows he'll be in the running. Thanks for that. <laughs> we also have uh, Kels back. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And Neil. Hello there. <laughs> we're going for something new this week because i'm sure i'm sure our listeners are kind of kind of bored with our style of questions i mean kells has some some fascinating questions and neil likes to bring the science to the liberal arts table and i just like to ask weird questions myself so what we're doing this week andy that's Fresh-faced <laughs> newcomer on the rise is going to ask the questions this week. Andy, what have you got for us? I cannot possibly lose this week being on the other side of the, the table. You know, as a, as a teacher, I have found that giving tests, it's much easier on my side of the desk. Certainly is. And to that end, I teach AP American History. So today's category is going to be executive branch trivia. Ooh. Uh, Yay. So, All uh, right. where do you teach AP history? Bentonville West High School here in Arkansas. That's fantastic. So, everybody out there, Bentonville West. Hey, Bentonville West. Enjoy this. All right. So, it is executive branch trivia. These are all American history questions. They are trivial, but I will say that in most of these questions, if not all of them, logically you can figure it out. So before you start asking your questions to us, Andy, what, Neil, why don't you go over the rules? Well, if Andy did it right, <laughs> he's, he's got six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points. Maybe a few bonuses thrown in here, thrown in here and there. And then a final question of his devising. Looks like I did it right. I'm just looking at the questions here and counting. Again, I didn't know there was going to be math, but... So the first category today in executive branch trivia is called, what's in a name? And the first question in that category is, what president named two gifted lion cubs, tax reduction and budget bureau? Oh, I'm so enjoying the pained expressions. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm locked in with something. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. All right. Well, we'll go with the first person who responded. Kelvin. Uh, I went with Theodore Roosevelt. I took the, uh, the lion angle and also went with Teddy Roosevelt. Safe bet, and uh, I went with the horrible name and tax reduction side. It went with Ronald Reagan. <laughs> David's logic was closer. Um, 
Teddy Roosevelt's a very good answer, but this president actually had more critters than any other president. And uh, the name should have been the give- giveaway, but you're Calvin Coolidge. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, I got a trivia nugget about him. Tell me. Are you kidding? What's his first name? Uh, Calvin? Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> His first name is John, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Nice. All right, the second question is one of my favorites from the class. Grover Cleveland had a daughter who's all but forgotten in history, except for the fact there is still a candy bar on the market that has named for her. What is that candy bar? Weird. Devilish, devilish guy. This is a perfect brain ladle trivia nugget. Thank you. This is fantastic. I've worked hard on these. Man. So the 22nd and or 24th president of the United States. Correct. Very good. In fact, the daughter was born between the presidencies, and it was a huge... uh, pop culture moment in American history that she was really uh, it was a big deal Okay, that this child was born uh, the media loved her how, many, how many presidents have had children after they were president it can't be that many oh interesting question um, I can't think of oh no I can't think of one but that's gonna bleed into another trivia question so I'm gonna be quiet <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in with something that I fear may be too obvious. This is, um, can I get the question one more time? Grover Cleveland's daughter is all but forgotten, except she still has a candy bar that bears her name on the market to this day. During this period of time that a lot of people named their children Mounds. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take that as a no. The lovely lady Crunch Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) And her sister Snickers. (laughs) Uh, I'm blanking. I got nothing resembling a name of a person. Well, a female person. I'm locked in. Okay, I think Neil locked in first, so we'll go with Neil. At one point, I used I used to think that this candy bar was named after the the Bambino, but now I think I learned that it was named after Grover Cleveland's daughter Ruth. So I answered ba- uh, Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth is your answer, Davo. I also went with Baby Ruth. Kelvin, I went with Baby Ruth. Surprisingly. It is Baby Ruth. Yay! And your your thought about the Bambino is correct. It came out from the Curtis Candy Company in 1920, which was the year after he hit 54 home runs. And there's a lot of theory that this was a way to make sure that they could get in on that um, popularity, but not actually have to pay him anything. Hence, Baby Ruth, not Babe Ruth. Uh Um, But Baby Ruth was like a media sensation. Sadly, she died at the age of 12. Wouldn't nineteen twelve? Wouldn't she? I guess I'm. So I'm not very good with my presidents. 
Was Cleveland president at that time? No, he, no. this was in between his presidencies. Cleveland when, is when the only president to, to win elections out of order. When the candy bar came out, it was between his... Nah, it would have it would have been after. Like yeah. Cleveland was yeah. president in the eighteen hundreds. But it was a second presidency. And before But but yeah, but McKinley. still yeah, the the candy yeah. is still claimed to be named after Baby Ruth. Oh, okay. Which is what the press called her. Ah. Oh. Okay. Nice. Alright, continuing in what's in a name. What does the S stand for in Ulysses S. Grant's name? I thought you were going to go with Harry S. Truman, and I was already I was, I, yeah, I was, I was super I was, ready. I was about to start right. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Also locked in. Okay, so I think once again, oh, no, Devo locked in first, so you can go first, Devo. Well, I was getting uh, Ulysses S. Grant conflated with William Tecumseh Sherman. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, oh, this is maybe a Native American sounding name. And then I got hung up on Sacagawea, and that's really, really, really stupid. So (laughs) I defaulted to Samuel. Samuel. Ulysses Samuel Grant is your answer. That's a good sounding name. Neil, I think you locked in next. I did. And I think Samuel's probably a better name than my answer, which was Sylvester. Sylvester. Ulysses Sylvester Grant. I like that name. And Kells. I went with Sherman. Sherman. Just because I couldn't think of anything else. Ulysses Sherman Grant. Okay. Yeah, why not? Why not? (laughs) Um, In our history class, we always go to primary source documents, so I am... Relating to a letter Ulysses S. Grant wrote to his future wife, Julia Dent, where he said, quote, Find some name beginning with S for me. You know, I have an S in my name, and I don't know what it stands for. The S didn't stand for anything. It is the Harry S. Truman. It's just like Harry S. Truman. (laughs) I had a feeling that was a trick question, but then I thought Harry S. Truman was going to be the trick question and it couldn't be two of them so. i should have sniffed this out you tricksy tricksy andy all right so we're up to the final question in this category it is appropriate to call the president mr president except for one president who was addressed as dr president technically what u.s president was the only president that could be referred to as Dr. President. Dr. President sounds like the best title to have. <laughs> you, you're winning that life if people are calling you Dr. Bow president. down before me, son of Drell. <laughs> Dr. President. Uh, Did anybody ever actually refer to him as Dr. President? I don't president? believe, actually, you could have referred to him as Dr. President, but... I've never actually seen any documentation of him being recalled that, but he could definitely have been called this. I'm, I'm locked in. I'm not sure, but... I'm locked in as well. I feared this one was going to be too easy, so I'm relieved that... Oh, have no fear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're good, man. I'm locked in. Okay, Kel's locked in first. What's your answer? I just went with Martin Van Buren. Martin, Dr. Martin Van Buren is Kel's answer. Davo? 
Well, I went with Woodrow Wilson because he was a, a scholar. So mm-hmm. I went I went away from the medical doctor and went to Woodrow Wilson. And Neil. I, uh, I there's, there's been several that have been attorneys. Technically, a lot of attorneys, most of them probably have mm-hmm. jurisprudence doctorates, but you don't ever refer to them as doctors. So I'm assuming you weren't talking about JDs. And then I kind of totally lost the thread at that point and just went with Carter because I think he, he had some technical uh, technical degrees, I think. He but did. I he but was I don't actually know if he had a doctorate in anything. He did not. Um, the only president to have a doctorate is Davo's answer, Woodrow Wilson, who was actually the president of Princeton University before he became a presidential candidate. Isn't that nice? It sure is. I think Neil's keeping score. So after the first category, our scores are... Neil with 10, Kells with 10, and Davo with 20. Tight game. Davo is celebrating. <laughs> Early. Yeah, a little premature celebration. We don't celebrate enough in life. Got to yeah. just enjoy what you're doing. But the end zone is like 50 yards away. <laughs> you hadn't even broken through the secondary yet. It's the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Our next category. I, I know math isn't your, your strong suit. It's technically the first sixth. Not oh, right. Course. Okay, thank we're, you. I guess we're in the first quarter. But I would just have like, like a football like there. A but okay. or something. <laughs> wow. That's a polo yeah. reference for all y'all out there. <laughs> polo. <laughs> anyway. Uh, gratefully moving on, our next category is presidential entertainment. So these will all be questions related to pastimes or the entertainment industry as a whole. The first question is, President Barack Obama remains an avid collector of this series. Series of what? All right, I I was afraid this was too easy, so I left it off at series, so I will will re, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Uh, President Barack Obama remains an avid collector of this comic book series. Oh. That helps me not at all. <laughs> Whereas uh, Devo was writing down suddenly very quickly. Uh, I'm locked in. I think I know what he liked. And still does, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. I'm locked in, too. I'm locked in. All right, Devo locked in first. The easy, straight-up answer to me, being the fan of Batman that I am, Mm -hmm. would be Batman, because who doesn't collect Batman, am I right? But I went with, actually, Spider-Man. So my answer was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Still the funniest joke on the Friends. It really is. (laughs) Kells? I went with the X-Men. Neil. I also went with the X-Men. It is Spider-Man. You can only do like 10 seconds of that yeah. before we have to pay for it. So so it's now it's stuck in our heads. 
Sana. <laughs> All righty, ready for your next question? Spider-Man. <laughs> Let it go. I'm ready. Franklin D. Roosevelt credited this hobby to saving his life. And in this field, he's actually very well known for the collection he amassed. I'll help you out a little bit. Hmm. Sure appreciate that. I'm locked in. Also locked in. I'm locked in. Okay, starting with Davo again, who's been locking in quickly. I believe he was a stamp collector. And Kells? I went with whittling, wood carving. And Neil? I went with bird watching. Ah. How that could save anybody's life, I have no idea. I also don't know how stamp collecting could either, so. FDR was a very big stamp collector. And he credits as saving his life when he contracted polio was something he could continue to do when he was we was in a wheelchair and uh, kept his spirits up during kind of the darkest days of his life. Well, I guess that's one way it could save someone's life. All right, this one comes with a bonus question mm-hmm. or a bonus chance. Because I was doing so well before. This president was such a fan of James Bond, he even attempted to write his own spy thriller. If you can give me, not only the president's name is for the point, but there'll be a bonus point if you can give me the uh, plot to a spy thriller. Was was Michael Scott ever president? (laughs) (laughs) Michael Scott. A lot of people forget about Sean Connery's presidency. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mr. Money Penny. <laughs> I licensed a thrill and I'll use it. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Uh-huh. Leaves all the pressure on me. Locked in. All right, Neil locked in first. I went with uh, Richard Nixon and I'm guessing that it was about wiretapping your political opponents okay the theme of the book that's neil's answer kells uh what's your answer i went with uh gerald ford and the plot has something to do with a president being kidnapped interesting and davo i went with richard nixon because that's the kind of weird crap that he would do (laughs) like send in plays for the redskins and all that stuff and uh, I did not have a clue as to what the book was about, so I did not venture a guess. All right. Well, I wrote that question for, for Kells, thinking he'd get it, but uh, it's goose eggs all around. It was John F. Kennedy, and the plot of the book was a coup led by Lyndon Baines Johnson. <laughs> Are you wow. kidding me? I'm not kidding you. What? I shouldn't say book. Book's inappropriate. It was like he had an idea, like sketched out kind right. of thing. This would make a good spy thriller, and he had he had fleshed out. But I don't think he ever had like a script or a book in place. So continuing with entertainment, the last question is: Aaron Sorkin is credited for creating the original TV series West Wing, but what 1995 rom com? Did he try out some of the West Wing's plot lines and even a couple of the actors? 
Oh man, I can see it. I can't. I I got it's one or two movies. I'm locked in. Probably the wrong answer, but I'm like that. Oh, I don't know the answer, but I know. I'm gonna be mad if it's the other. One, if it's the other movie that I. Know. Oh, did you say it was a a movie that he tried? It's out? a it's a film. That it was a popular movie, a romantic comedy movie no. that he wrote prior to The West Wing. And if you go back and watch this movie, you'll be surprised to see not only a couple characters from The West Wing in it, but also some very specific plot lines that were also on the West Wing. Really? Having never seen an episode of the West Wing, I doubt that I would be that surprised. Yeah, I've never seen the West Wing either. So. Oh, my favorite television show. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm going to punt on this one, but I'll be able to describe the uh, the movie. Okay. I cannot remember the name at all. Really? Yes. Oh, dude. Neil, do you have an answer? Yes. And it's not the right one. I put Wag the Dog, which is a presidential movie, but I don't think it's a romantic comedy. Kells? So, uh, I wrote... Well, I'll tell you what I didn't write. I, I was thinking about Dave. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the one I was trying to think of. I wrote The American President. Okay, and Davo was going to describe the film. <laughs> but it had Michael Douglas as the president and Annette Benning. Yes. And uh, Richard Dreyfus was running against him, and the president was single but or widowed and was starting to date someone, and they were going to use that against her, him in the in the in the contest, and it had Martin Sheen in it as his <laughs> advisor. And oh my god, I cannot remember the name of that movie. I think it is the American President. It is the American President. Kells, yeah. Curse um, you. And I have to tell you as a um <laughs> Uh, a funny story for me is uh, I was a huge West Wing fan. I had no idea about the American president. And one day, uh, Wendy and I had tickets for the theater, and we went to a coffee shop uh, across the street from the theater before the performance, and they had the American president, for whatever reason, playing on the TV. And as I'm ordering my drinks, I'm like, well, this is West Wing. Well, it's not, <laughs> but what is this? And, <laughs> and I went back and figured it out and watched the movie, and I was really surprised. Like, yeah, there are, are uh, Martin Sheen you just mentioned, there are a couple characters in there, and at the same time, there's uh, two or three major plot lines from the West Wing that he just like, well, I'm going to recycle those. <laughs> so that's the end of the entertainment category. What is our scores, Neil? Did you get that one right, Phil? Yes. The American president. Davo should get a half a point for describing the film in very <laughs> succinct detail. I really liked that movie. I thought it was I love that film because I've never seen it. It's worth a watch. And, and yeah. both of you should have a check out. If, watch The American President. If you like it, you'll probably like West Wing. Okay. But you don't have to watch all the seasons of West Wing. <laughs> Six times. It kind of goes, <laughs> goes off the rails. <laughs> I, I caught the sarcasm. I'm just moving past it. I am a high school teacher. At the I'm, end of at the end of round two, Deva was killing it with forty. Kells is hanging in there at twenty, and Neil is being killed by Deva at ten. I've got one out of eight questions correct so far, but I don't know anything about the presidents clearly. If you hadn't asked me about the Fiducian scale. 
I uh, would feel bad for you right now, Neil. Fibonacci. Fibonacci. It's the fettuccine scale. <laughs> the fettuccine scale. I did the ask. The cello scale. <laughs> I did ask you at least one presidential question and a constitution question. Yeah, which I stumbled on. Yeah, it was a rough day, to be sure. <laughs> okay. Next category, presidential firsts. We'll start with Franklin Pierce. He refused to swear his oath on the Bible, but instead chose to do this. I'm locked in. I'm beginning to actively root against Davo. (laughs) So everybody else knows. I'm locked in. Kells is locked in. That is the very def- definition of skullduggery when the question reader. Well, the question's are already written down. I can't change them or alter them in any way. I always <sighs> root against Davo. <laughs> I'm locked in. I will give a bonus point, by the way, for what is remembered to be Franklin Pierce's uh, most notable quote. I'm not going to even attempt that. Because trying to pick the most notable out of all the Franklin Pierce quotes is impossible. This is the only Franklin Pierce quote that you can (laughs) right now go on Amazon and buy t-shirts with it on it. Can you? Yes. You probably ought to. I've been tempted to. (laughs) But it might not be appropriate to wear at high school and hence there's a hint for you. I'm, I'm locked in again. Kells is locked in. Still locked in. Locked in. I'm locked in. Okay, so Davo locked in first. I wrote that he swore in. He swore his oath on the actual, not the literal Constitution, but a facsimile, a copy of the Constitution. And I thought John Quincy Adams swore on a book of law. That is incorrect. Okay, I, I had heard that somewhere. And the notable Franklin Pierce quote is, no, really, I am Franklin Pierce. <laughs> I like that for creativity. <laughs> Kells, you, you came in second. Um, I, I wrote that he crossed his heart and hoped to die. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think I was, a good quote, too. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was torn between the quotes. It was either YOLO or... <laughs> <laughs> Easy the yellow or I'm too drunk to taste this chicken, but that might be Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> yellow. And Neil. I put that he, he put his hand on his heart. Because I was trying to be serious, but in retrospect, I might as well have just put that he pinky sweared. Yeah, pinky sword's good. Did you have a quote? Or do you want to make one up? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not nearly as witty as those guys are. I can't. How am I going to top YOLO? Kels actually came closer with his second quote. The quote is, uh, <laughs> since that's what seems like everybody most interested, Franklin Pierce was uh, a uh, not a popular president today or then. And uh, he's one of the very few presidents that the party went to him after his first term and said, we're not going to renominate you. Oh. Wow. And when he was told that, his response was, there's nothing left to do but get drunk. Wow. 
It, it should be pointed out, Pierce most certainly had a drinking problem, partially because uh, weeks after getting elected, he was in a train accident where the only fatality was his son. Oh. His, his very young son. I think, the, I think he was five or six. But oh, Pierce was a very depressed and, and drunken president. He also refused to swear the oath on the Bible, instead affirmed it on a book of law, not John Q. Adams. You had it mixed up. Dang it. You came closest with that. But nobody got that one. Goose eggs there. Dang it. That's not the first time. (laughs) Now, once again, I want to remind you that a lot of these, you can logically figure it out, even if you didn't know about the fact. If you know your American history, like this next one, I would expect my... You just kind of threw a big if in there. (laughs) I would would expect my A-push students at Benville West to get this. Okay. Speaking of the oath of office, which president was the only one to administer the oath of office? Locked in. Also locked in. Locked in. Okay, Neil locked in first. So, you reiterated the logic thing, right? Right. Trying to throw you a bone? I'm a good guy. I think, watching the last inauguration, I was drunk at the time. Because I had to be. Oddly, so was the president. No, it's not true. He doesn't drink. I'm pretty sure that it's the chief justice that administers the oath of office and the mm-hmm. only president I think was the chief justice was Taft good logic Kells also William Howard Taft good and Davo I went with George Washington because he was the first <laughs> <laughs> and therefore the best <laughs> <laughs> Neil and Kells walked away with it. It was William H. Taft, who, of course, is most famously remembered now for getting stuck in a bathtub. <laughs> All right. Four's the only challenge. <laughs> or gravitationally challenge? Kind of low center of gravity. <laughs> Continuing on with presidential firsts. What common phrase that is used most often, even today, did Martin Van Buren popularize? It didn't exist before his presidency. Locked in. That's wow. scary. Um, I'm really intrigued by Neil locking in, because this is one of the harder ones. There are a few I look at. <laughs> Man, this 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 I'm, I'm getting out well. in the weeds here. I'm um, immediately regretting it. <laughs> I'm, I'm locked in too. <laughs> I'm hoping Neil answers YOLO. <laughs> somebody had to say it first, Some, Andy. Somebody had to say it first. As soon as you said what phrase that I, I, I said as soon as I know I don't know it, that's what I'm gonna answer, but then this other phrase popped into my head. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm also locked in. So. Devo? 
I'm locked in. Oh, oh, I like the quiet. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Neil. What is your response? So, just for the record, I did regret it after writing it and writing it down, locking it in. I went with okay. Why don't you go with okay? It seems like it's contemporaneous with hmm. that part of the history of the world. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Kells? I just went with in God we trust. All right. I don't know if that's a phrase we use so much as it's on a dollar. It's hanging in my classroom. Mm. Well, I went with holy moly. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> I should point out that Martin Van Buren was from Kinderhook, New York, which was also referred to back then as Old Kinderhook. And his support group were called the Old Kinderhookers, or OK. okay. So the, wow. the, the reason I regretted that is I think I've heard that story, and I think OK kind of has a disputed, uh, it's disputed, because it also, I've also heard that it stands for, or there's slang back at, in that time. <clears throat> where they would uh, intentionally misspell words. Mm-hmm. And someone, I, I read at one point that it stood for all correct, O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T. Huh. But, you know, that could be a folk etymology too. I don't know. Interesting. I've not heard that. All right. Neil got that one out for the last presidential first. I just want to give an old shout out to all the old kinder hookers out there. <laughs> Listen to the show. Maybe out there in the OK Club. Yeah. Still listening. It sounds vaguely inappropriate now to call someone a kinder hooker, doesn't it? A little, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. What president was the first to be born outside the original 13 colonies? I'm locked in with something. I, I'm, I'm going with. I'm, go, I'm locked in with one that I know for sure, but I'm not sure he was the first. I'm pretty sure he probably wasn't the okay. first. Okay. Neil, locked uh, Neil's locked in as well. Yeah. Kel's just... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's too late. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's down there now. So. Uh, I want to hear Kel's answer first. I just went with Lincoln. Kel's went with Lincoln, but he's regretting that. Yes. Davo? I went with Andrew Jackson. I also said Andrew Jackson. It is Abraham Lincoln. So that's the end of presidential first. To give him my fourth question right <laughs> really killing it. What is the score, Neil? Hey, and I'm looking that one up. <laughs> Ouch. There's an actual dispute on, the, dispute. on wow. the show. There's a red flag on the Oh field. my gosh, the review is in. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> he was born in the Colonial Carolinas. Oh, that's right. Nice. But did he, he ended up in Tennessee, right? Am I thinking yeah, I of Davy Crockett? Yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. Sure yeah, he's associated with Tennessee. His yeah. his house is there. The yeah. Hermitage. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, well, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. Apparently, <laughs> you're also at a loss of points in that, in that round. <laughs> Nicely done. That's a segue there to you kids at home that might work on your own podcast. <laughs> that uh, that whole round was a goose egg for Davo, which allowed Kells to. Tie up the game. Kells and Dave are both with 40, and I'm hanging in there with 30. All right. At halftime. I'd like to point out there have been 12 questions. 
and <laughs> Dave and Kel have each gotten four correct. I've only gotten one or three correct. We're batting 300. I'm not saying that these are hard questions. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Point taken. All right. Well, this next category, hopefully you'll do better with, Neil. It's all numbers. Oh, excellent. So, the numbers game. Name the shortest president at five foot four and the tallest president at six foot four. We have to know all of it? Or is there like five points for shorty, five points for... Yeah, I'll split them up. Because Neil needs some help. And, it's and... funny you said because President Shorty was what he was referred to. So, you know... Sure. He's 5'4". That's dainty, even. <laughs> ah, man. Milliputian, if you will. Yeah. I'm locked in with some answers. I also have answers locked in. Okay. I'm not uh, I'm not so sure well, about any of this anymore, but... All right, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in with something. Okay, Devo locked in first. Uh, President Shorty, I went with... I seem to remember something about John Tyler being tiny. And uh, the tallest I went with, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Um, Cal's, you locked in? Yeah, I, I, I did that, huh? Uh, I went with Jefferson for short. And I'm not sure how tall the current president is, but I always heard that he was pretty tall. Somewhere between 5'9 and 6'3. Yeah. Depending, depending on, on if you believe your eyes or his doctor. What outlet you're... <laughs> Yeah, so I went with that guy. Neil. Yeah, I don't know why uh, I had this idea that John Quincy Adams was short, but I put him for that answer. And I vaguely kind of recall that um, that Obama is... I know he's fairly tall. I don't know if he's 6'4 tall. It's probably Lincoln, but I wrote down Obama. Okay. Nobody got the shortest president. The shortest president was James Madison. Oh, at five foot four. I was knocking on the door. Abraham Lincoln was our tallest president. Yay! Or as he was called then, Abraham Lincoln. He, he was hot. He was hot. Mm. Yeah. All right, moving on. This state boasts the most presidents with seven. Seven presidents born in the borders of this state. What state is it? I'm locked in. I don't feel comfortable, but I'm locked in anyway. Kel's locked in early. I'm locked in as well. I'm locked in. So you're all locked in? I'm going to go with Neil first because I can see Neil is drawing the stick figures of pistols pointed at me and little things coming out of him. I don't think it's right. I know there were several from Virginia, so that's what I answered, but it's probably New York or some other stupid state. <laughs> Neil, Neil went with Virginia and lost listeners for us in New York. Kells? I also went with Virginia. Virginia for Kells and Davo. Virginia is for lovers and for Davo. 
Virginia is the correct answer. Can anybody name all seven presidents? Mm, uh, yeah, I wouldn't uh, think so. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson is one. Um, Washington. George Washington, Washington is one. So that's the first two. Uh, Madison. Madison is correct. Monroe. Monroe is correct. Uh, Jackson's from the Carolinas. I know <laughs> Jackson's from the Carolinas. What about the Adams boys? They're from Massachusetts. They're both from Massachusetts, both from Massachusetts. Boston, to be specific. Oh, well, it's not Van Buren. It's, uh... These, the rest of them are pretty tough. William Henry Harrison, Harrison who's not known for Virginia, but actually for, for farther west. John Tyler, Zachary Taylor, and Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, I want to get that. Nice. Thank you for saving us from trying to answer the rest of it. <laughs> we would have just gone down the list. Would have, would have been a while here. All right. What bill, when I say bill, like monetary bills, did James Madison's face appear on? I'm locked in. I don't feel good about it. I'm locked in as well. Are we all locked in? Yes. Okay, um, we'll start with Devo this time. I went with the $500 bill. The $500 bill? Yes. Okay. Kells? I also went the Monopoly route with $500 bill. $500 bill for Kells. Neil? I went with a $1,000 bill. $1,000 bill. If we were playing prices right... Neil would get this one right mm. because he came closest without going over. It is the $5,000 bill. <laughs> I knew it had a five in it. If you're, if you're looking for one, they stopped printing them in 45. Ah. So, all right. On to question number four, the last one in the number category. What president won the largest electoral vote election? He won 98.5% or 523 of the 538 electoral votes available to him. Locked in. I am locked in as well. Also locked in. All right, Neil locked in first. I believe the correct answer is Reagan when he beat the pants off of Mondale. <laughs> Excellent, excellent choice. <laughs> Literally, Mondale was pantsed on yeah, my TV. It was really, it was behind the, really the something. It was behind the podium, so you couldn't really tell. But but he lost his pants. Oh. <laughs> fell right down. <laughs> that, that's not a true story, Kels. Just, just so you know, I'm not sure if you got that. It was just figure of speech. Davo? I went with Reagan, 1984. And Kelvin. Ronald Reagan. It is indeed Ronald Reagan. FDR came very close, but not quite as much as Reagan did. Well done. Yay. All right, so what are the scores now? Davo pulled out in the lead again, 65. Kells has 60, and I'm hanging in there with 50. All right, still anybody's game? A lot of baseball left. Yay. <laughs> oh, please don't. 
This next category is all in the family. Oh, boy. So, first question in regards to presidential relations. John Q. Adams and George W. Bush were sons of presidents, but what president was the only grandson? I'm locked in. Kells is locked in. For those out there in radio land, Davo is giving Kells a dirty look. <laughs> Thought for a minute there's going to be a chair coming from the other room. <laughs> you do not lock in that quickly. I'm the history guy. This is a pot meat kettle moment for us. <laughs> I'm going to be forced to punt. I have no clue. Interesting. Locking in with a punt? I'm locking in with a punt. Wow. I'm locked in. Neil is locked in. Kel's locked in first. We'll start with you. I went with one Benjamin Harrison. Devo with your punt. Punt. <laughs> and then Neil. I said Harrison. Indeed, Benjamin Harrison was the grandson of William Henry Harrison. I had no idea. Well done. Uh, good job, guys. I was herping the derp on that one. <laughs> the royals often uh, get teased for marrying cousins, and rightfully so. But um, this U.S. president is related by blood or marriage to 11 other presidents. What president is that? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'll go with that answer. All right. I'm locked in. Kells is locked in. Neil locked in first. What's your answer, Neil? This is just a wild guess, but I went with FDR. Davo? I also went with FDR. And Kells. I started writing FDR until you. It was too long. Until you finished the you finished the question, I was like, ah, that's not really what he was asking. So I went with Obama. Okay. Our first African American president is related by blood or marriage to eleven other white guys. Well, he's not. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. It is indeed FDR. He's related to John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Ulysses S. Grant, William Henry Harrison, Benjamin Harrison, James Madison, Theodore Roosevelt, William Taft, Zachary Taylor, Martin Van Buren, and even, yes, George Washington. Wow. Yeah. That's a good family tree. That is great. That's trash. <laughs> I wrote it down and erased it. That's that, yeah. That's that's, that's the on the comeback that's trail, the by the way. Yeah, killing it's three in a row. I've gotten right. I just jinxed myself by saying that out loud. We mm. have had other presidents that have been single in office, but this president is the only confirmed bachelor. This president uh, never married. Some presidents were single because of widowed or what have you, but this president is the only president that was a confirmed bachelor. I'm locked in. 
I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, Davo, you locked in confidently first. John Calvin Coolidge. John Calvin Coolidge. Calvin? Fillmore. Millard Fillmore. And Neil. Great minds think alike. I also went with Fillmore. Oh, interesting. Goose eggs on this one. What? It was James Buchanan. Oh, well, he was a looker. <laughs> he was a looker. And actually, interestingly, um, there's a lot of research in this area. Um, there's a lot of evidence that he was probably our, also our first gay president. Really? Yeah. That there, Is there, it a confirmed bachelor kind of well, for kind that? kind of alludes to that, but there's, there's been some correspondence recently that people have uncovered, gone through, that seems like he was very close to a, to another man in his life. And uh, except for a brief girlfriend in his uh, very young younger days, he never expressed any interest in, in women. Huh. And there were even some, some of his opponents made strong suggestions at the time oh. that he was gay as well. Okay. So, but yeah, James Buchanan most definitely never had a girlfriend. Also, Buchanan famous for being probably the most unpopular U.S. president ever. Well, he's got some wow. stiff competition. This next question, I admit, is a toughie, but it's one of my. You've been all these softballs. I, I can't make this. This this one I had to use because it's so mind-blowing, and I love to use this with my class for as long as I can. Um, name the earliest president that still has a living grandchild. 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 Not great-grandchild, not great-great-great-grandchild. Grandchild. This child who is around today could address this president as grandfather. I'm locked in because I thought I saw something about this. I, f- I feel like I recently saw something about this. Yeah. I can remember no names. So I'm gonna have I to think just I'm locked some, in. I'm going to have yeah. to pull something out the head. No, for certain. I am locked in. This was just really interesting. I'm locked in. Okay, you're locked in. We'll start with Davo again. He locked in first. The, I thought I saw, I've even seen a picture of the guy online somewhere. I want to say Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president. Yeah. Okay, Kells? I went with uh, Willie McKinley. William McKinley. And Neil? I think McKinley's probably closer. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Lincoln is too early. And honestly, the guy I wrote down, I don't know if he was before or after Lincoln. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm don't so throw stones at my president. At least he was. <laughs> well, I knew it wasn't Lincoln. I put Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. It was uh, in between. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Believe it or not, you have to go all the way back to our 10th president, John Tyler. What? Lion Gardner Tyler Jr. was born in 1924, as was Harrison 
Ruffin Tyler, who was born in 28. They are the sons of Lion Gardner Sr., one of President Tyler's 15 children. His father was 75 when he was born. His The next father was 63. Hey, Devo. Yeah. I apologize. Thank you. Thank you very much. I accept your apology. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, the other the other thing along those lines, a little brain ladle nugget, um, there is still one woman in North Carolina collecting Civil War benefits from her father. Maybe that's what I read. Wow. <laughs> All right. That is the end of the All in the Family category. I feel like Neil's coming back. I think he is. Though he's well, still looking at me kind of grumbly. Well, that's entirely personal and we'll talk about <laughs> later. <laughs> but in fact, score-wise, we have Davo in the lead with 75. Kells close second with 70. And Neil also a close second with 70. Ooh, nice. This is, this is a good one. All right. Um... Yeah, now I feel bad. Oh, <laughs> now you do. Next, <laughs> now it's going to get hard. Next category is sport. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I felt like Neil was like feeling a little better about me asking questions, and then here's sport. Oh, as soon as you told me what the theme was going to be, I realized I wasn't going to have a chance to... Uh... I'm just it playing would be along. The same to be deal. He did a whole science themed uh, one, to be fair for me. Oh, it's coming. All right. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. I want to make sure you're a guest on that one. Here's the periodical table categories. <laughs> the what table? Isn't it the periodical? Yeah, that one. The periodical table. The period, yeah. We only what consulted every once in a while. <laughs> well, that's See, what, that's uh, the table that you put all your oh, newspapers I, and magazines oh, in. I did that. Now I feel better about sports. <laughs> <laughs> William Taft started the first pitch tradition on April 4, 1910 between the Washington Senators and the Philadelphia Athletics. What president is the only one not to do this? Note, I want to be clear about this. Presidents don't necessarily do this every single year. For example, President Trump has yet to do it, but he's still in office and has ostensibly three more opportunities to do this. So Trump is not the answer. There's only, pre there's only one president since Taft that never did it during his presidency. Uh, I have an answer down. Oh. And it's locked in. I like the creaky Ooh. door impression of <laughs> being locked in. <laughs> I get a little WD-40 for that lock. Yeah, it's locked I'm, in. I'm locked in as well. Devo's locked in. Uh, locked I don't in. like it, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't like my answer either. All right. Uh, Kel's locked in first. I went with Herbert Hoover. Herbert Hoover. It's a good guess. I like that. <laughs> Let's me know what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Thanks for participating. <laughs> He was, in fact, a president. Davo, <laughs> what did you come up with? I wrote down Herbert Hoover. 
<laughs> Good effort. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Neil, you have the opportunity to be batting a thousand in the sports category and shutting out your opponents. Well, here's my logic. <laughs> I figured I could increase my odds by eliminating any two-term president. Mm-hmm. Um, that left me with a handful. Um, Carter, well, so first was a Bush first, and he was uh, he was kind of a sporty guy, so I figured he probably would have jumped at the chance to do that. Mm-hmm. And did. That <laughs> took me to Carter, who uh, I know he was active and still is and, and you know fit, so I figured he's... He's probably a baseball fan. Huge so softball could, player, actually. Not, was he? Well, not yeah, much yeah. baseball fan, but he was a big softball player. That So I eliminated him. That took me back to Ford, um, who was well-known for being very klutzy. Um, Nixon, I figured Nixon is probably a baseball guy. Um, and then... Um, Johnson, I got all the way back to JFK, thought he was not in office for very long. He had some physical ailments, like really mm-hmm. bad back. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it might be actually hard for him to pitch a ball. Although I, I don't think they throw from the mound, right? No, that's a few steps in. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, that's why I ended up with JFK. By the way, all joking aside, if you were in my history class, I would commend you for your historical thinking skills, <laughs> even though you got it wrong. Well, um, because you, but you were on the right track. It is Jimmy Carter, even though Jimmy Carter was a huge softball nut, uh, he never actually threw in a first pitch. So, but those that was exactly the kind of skills I'm looking for out of high school kids. So, well done there. Maybe I should just go back to high school. <laughs> well done there, adult Neil. <laughs> you think I could pass for 16, 17 again? What a shave. Yeah, you, uh... I, you know, when I, was, when I was in high school, people thought I was in college. I didn't have that problem. It was, it was the gray hair. You had gray in high school? I had gray in eighth grade. What? Wow. It wasn't all gray, but there but were gray hairs. In, in wow. Anyway. All right. So the first category, nobody, or the first question out of that category, nobody got right. Neil came closest. Second question, in college, Gerald Ford turned down offers to play for two NFL teams, the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. He was an MVP center on his football team at what university? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Apparently, this is common knowledge. Then. <laughs> I went with the thing that popped in my head. For some reason, I associate him with his college. So I, I have no idea if it's right. I, take all the time you need. Uh, well, I won't take up too much time. Uh, colleges, there can't be many of those, right? <laughs> like five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm locked in. All right, Davo locked in confidently right away with... Hail to the victors, Michigan. University mm. of Michigan. Neil? That is a much better answer. <laughs> than Yale. Mm. Yale, okay. And Kelvin? I went with the Orange Men of Syracuse. 
it is in fact the University of Michigan. So Davo gets the point there. We'll hang out with football and the NFL a little bit longer here with our next question. This president was such an armchair quarterback, he sent a play to the Washington Redskins coach, George Allen. Locked in. Wow. Why do I even show up? Locked in. Locked in. Okay, once again, Davo not only locked in, but then did a little victory dance around Kel's desk, which was embarrassing. Your answer? Richard Nixon. Okay. Kel's locked in second, I think. I mean, I I, I crossed out uh, George Herbert Walker Bush and wrote down Richard Nixon. Nice. And then Neil. I was trying to, since I have no idea what era that was, I was just going back through presidents one that we hadn't really had answers for yet today and two that would be arrogant enough to think that he would call a play (laughs) and ended up with richard nixon (laughs) come on in this case your historic historical critical thinking skills have worked brilliantly for you sir it is richard nixon now dave's sad because he thought he picked up 10 points on us (laughs) <laughs> Sad face day. Final question in sport. And in the regular regular In the regular round, round right? Mm-hmm. It was kept a secret. But while boxing at the White House, this president was blinded in one eye. Possibly because he was distracted by his pet snake, Emily Spinach. Emily Spinach? That is the best name ever. I know. You look for that in upcoming episodes of Doctor Who for the next companion. Yes. Emily <laughs> Spinach. Emily Spinach meets Melody Ponds. <laughs> I'm locked in. Oh, no. yeah. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. He was permanently blinded? Permanently blinded. I'm locked in. I'm trying to remember. I'm pretty sure he was boxing somebody from the Navy. Like the Navy had a boxer and... Or something along those lines. All right, so we're all locked in. Uh, Devo, once again, locked in first. This just feels like a Teddy Roosevelt thing to do, is have a snake in the White House and can be blinded while you're bare-knuckle boxing. <laughs> I don't know if he's bare-knuckle. It's, he's, in my head, he was. It was oh, yeah. He was totally like bare-knuckle yeah. boxing. I can totally, totally see that. Kells, so, you locked in? I also went with Mr. Theodore Roosevelt. And Neil. Ditto for the same reasons. Yeah, absolutely. It's Teddy Roosevelt. Who it couldn't have been anybody else. <laughs> I present to my class as our first uh, presidential action figure. Um, because, yeah, he was just that cool. <laughs> he did everything. He really did, yeah. Did you? There was a quote from a, someone when Teddy Roosevelt died. Uh, that, you know, he died in his sleep. Mm-hmm. And the quote was something along the lines of, well, that that's... Uh, that's good for the devil that he died in his sleep, or he'd have a he'd have something on his hands. Oh yeah, I've never heard. I love that quote. Though, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, uh, look that up. Here's the last question, the final question. Give us the give us category so we can. Yep, and just, our totals and, and everything. You're just so speedy. Oh yeah, totals. I'm sorry. What are we doing going in? We've got 105 for Davo and 90 for Kells and Neil. Ooh, this is a tight race. So what is the final question category? The for final us? Pres- the final category is 
presidential assassination attempts. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, got a wager locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. I want to be very clear about this because in history there's always little gray areas. There have been 10 assassination attempts on U.S. presidents. And what I mean by assassination attempts, that genuinely the action was carried out. There's been many, 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 many more, of course, assassination attempts that we caught in the planning stages. These actually happened. There have been 10. Four have been successful. And two presidents have had two attempts. What I want you to do is out of the 10, give me eight, including the four that were successful. So the four that were successful and four other attempts. And you cannot list one president twice. I can. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> nanner, nanner. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to come close, so I'm going to stop trying. Because if you cannot win, you should just give up. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip of the day from Neil at Brain Ladles. <laughs> oh man. Alright, I'm 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 locked in. Davo, you locked in yet? Not yet. I got one more I'm thinking of. Okay, I'm locked in. I couldn't even come up with the four who were actually assassinated. Much <laughs> less the four of the temps. There's one as presidential assassination in particular that's very famous for being completely forgotten about the world. So, are all locked in? Yes. All right, yes. I will go through these chronologically. Um, starting in 1835 with Andrew Jackson. Got it. Possibly the most miraculous assassination attempt. He was shot point blank with two different guns and both guns uh, fired incorrectly or jammed. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln. Got it. Got it. Um, he's one of the presidents has two attempts, 1861 and 1865. 1861, somebody uh, rigged his buggy for the wheels to come off. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, and of course, 1865 is successful, the first presidential assassination. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Garfield in 1881. Got it. Got it. Was a successful attempt. That's the one I could remember. I knew for sure who the assassin was, but I couldn't remember if that was the right president. And then William McKinley in 1901 was also a successful presidential assassination attempt. That's got four so far. Followed by Theodore Roosevelt. Got it. With my favorite presidential assassination attempt because he gave the speech after he was shot. I knew that story. Uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, 33, which resulted in the death of the mayor of Chicago when the person who was shooting at FDR was standing on a chair and the chair collapsed the moment he fired the shot, which made it go right and killed the mayor of Chicago rather than FDR. Oh, my God. Uh, followed by Harry S. Truman... And then, of course, the last successful attempt, John F. Kennedy in 63. Got it. 
Gerald Ford had two assassination attempts a week apart in 75. At first, I thought you were about to say he had two assassination attempts a week and just stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Really unpopular. (laughs) And of course, the most recent presidential assassination attempt is Ronald Reagan in 81. I got it. (laughs) I wound up with six. So you ended up with six, Davo? Eight. Eight? eight. Mm -hmm. Neil? Four. Four. I got Jackson and Reagan as my non-successful. Okay. I'm with Teddy Roosevelt. So I don't think we really need to do the math here, but we can go ahead and <laughs> yeah, we'll find out who came in second. Yeah. I vote. I I bet sixteen, so I'm ending up at seventy-four. I wagered five, so I'm at eighty-five. I I bet seventy-six. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <man. laughs> And with the most electoral votes, our winner is Devo. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you. Oh, Feel good about this one. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for reading us some very hard, very challenging, very intriguing questions thank about you. the executive branch. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, shout outs this week. Liz, we love you. Lexi, number one fan, we love you. Kelsey, got any shout-outs you want? Oh, man, to, to the world, baby. Just to the world. <laughs> to the world. Keep keep rocking on. Keep listening. Keep enjoying. <laughs> Neil, do you have anybody? Hey, Dave, are you just going to keep uh, thanking the same two people every week until we <laughs> have someone like else? Yes. <laughs> those, are the two, those are the two, our two biggest fans, and I figure I will shout them out by name because they've been with us since the beginning. I, I'm not. I'm not. I appreciate their their listenership. I, was, I don't. My, my friend, uh, my friend Jeff listens, and I think Anthony listens. I don't know if. Uh, oh, shout out to Jeff and Anthony. Well, well yeah. I mean, you know, this is the time. I mean, we love all of our listeners. That is not the point. The point is, is there specific listeners that you want to say, hey, thanks for all your love and support. I mean, those guys are okay. <laughs> but. Well, thanks for being okay, <laughs> Anthony and Jeff. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout-out to Paul McCartney of the Beatles and Addison Russell of the Chicago Cubs, who I'm sure both are listening to this podcast. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sir Paul, right? Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah. I, forgive me, sir. <laughs> Dr. President Paul McCartney. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. President. <laughs> so we're on the, on the social media. We're on the tweets. If you want to tweet at us, we're at, we are at Ladlebrain. <laughs> I man, my, my memory is slipping. Why is it Ladle Brain? Because I put the name in incorrectly. Oh. Thanks for clearing that up. Man. Okay. We are on Facebook at Brain Ladle Productions. You can email us individually. I am Davo at BrainLadle.com. Kells at BrainLadle.com. Neil at BrainLadle.com. Send in some suggestions for topics that we can, we can hunt up some good questions for. All that sort of thing. We are on... Spotify. We are on Google Play. We are on iTunes. If you listen to us, give us reviews, give us likes, give us all of those things that help bump us up the charts, makes it easier for people to find us and for our little podcast to grow. So from everybody here, we have Kells. Y'all keep rocking. We have our good friend, Andy. Hey, thanks for having me again. And we have Neil. Make good decisions. (laughs) Signing off. (laughs) 
The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.